0: Welcome to Action Chapel International, we are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message.
1: him whosoever offers praise glorified me and so let our praises bring him the glory he deserves hallelujah thank you lord with our hands lifted all across the nations welcome to dominion television on bs tv channel three five and two heavenly father we come from different works we deploy and engage your hand for today's service and broadcast across nations As men and women have tuned in to hear the word of God, let your word have a free course. Let your word change and impact lives, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let yokes break, let burdens be lifted. Let embargoes be lifted of your people in the name of Jesus. Let veils be destroyed. Let a blanket be lifted and removed of your church and your people let illumination and light come. Enlighten down our eyes, O Lord, I pray. Touch everyone hearing the sound of the voice of these eating vessels. And let the treasures within these 18 vessels be activated to bring you glory. I pray in the name of Jesus that the word of the Lord will have a free course. That not one that hears the sound of my voice will remain the same. Let their allies be impacted. Let the sick be healed. Let the bound be loose. Let everyone held up, chained, bound by the shackles of sickness, disease, discouragement, frustration, uncertainty, fear of the unknown, be unconditionally released. In the name of Jesus, I command your release right now. Wherever you are, put your hands together. as I command your release, command your freedom, command your unconditional release, release, release. freedom, freedom. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be delivered. I break you out. I break you out and free from contentions in the air, on land, on water. I break you out and free from every contention and stronghold of the adversary in the name of Jesus. Now, with your hands lifted up, the Bible said then, Satan contended over the body of Moses. Today, let every contention over your body come to an end. Let every contention over your emotions be broken. Every contention over your soul, let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Every contention over your health, let it be broken. Let the contention over our finances, our investments be broken in the name of Jesus. Let the contention over this house the work of god and our children and our future be broken in the name of jesus we break contentions in the air on land and on water as we put our hands together we command contentions break break contentions command contentions to break over marriages over homes over sons over daughters over the church over the ministry in this nation in cities in nations in communities in families, in homes, we break contentions. Now let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered as we break contention over the lives of God's people, over his church and the ministry. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you. You may be seated in heavenly places and let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. If you believe that, put your hands together and give him praise. Thank you for tuning in from all over the nations of the world. We thank God. For, uh, before we get into the word, just one that last week I had my shot, coronavirus, and uh, somebody said unto me, Papa, why? I don't have faith. It takes faith to get the lot, especially to all the conspiracy theory going around the world concerning the shot. It takes a lot of faith to allow me to inject, travel all over the world, stories about the vaccine I have taken. So I want you that I have taken it, and I'm very much alive, and I am well. And uh, it it hasn't changed my DNA and it won't change my DNA. It doesn't have what the blood of Jesus flows in my vein. Amen. If you haven't had it, you are afraid to anything done without fear is sin and fear of God. Amen. I have taken it and I want you all to know that I've taken it so you can also take it. Amen. All right. Get off the screen people didn't come to church to see the papa taking vaccine but I've taken it hallelujah <laughs> and I'm in good health and still alive and we will be alive today and tomorrow <clears throat> amen amen I, I just don't appreciate lies and uh, I've checked I have a lot of scientists friends sons and daughters all over the nations of the world so Uh, For me to take it, you must know that I've done due diligence. I've checked some things already before I did it. So I'm not stupid and I'm not fooled at all. To allow somebody to inject something into my systems, I don't know what it is. So hallelujah. Amen. You know, I've been praying for so many people that have had the coronavirus. So many at the point of death, praying them out, praying them back to life. And uh, there have been so many, so many stories and experiences that people have had throughout this uh, pandemic. And somebody was telling me the other day, he said, Papa, after I recovered and I came home, I went into my room and I looked at my wardrobe and I saw all these shoes and jewelries and dresses I've had for years that I've never used and done nothing with it. And I started thinking that all... It is vanity. And uh, we have to start rethinking, rethinking. And as I began to reflect, I started asking myself some questions. And I want to ask you a question this morning. And it's a very simple question. Where are your fruits? Since you got saved, since you got born again, And since you joined this house and this church, where are your fruits? And uh, what is your spiritual profile like? If you stand before the Lord today, if you stand before the Lord today, how are you going to look like? How are you going to look like? Because you see, if we don't start rethinking and realize that we are in transit, And this is not our final destination. And that is not just about giving tithes and offerings. But it's more than that. Because God requires of you and I everything. He requires of you and I not just tithes and offerings or resources, but our very lives and our time, our energy, our influence, giftings, connections. That all these things are given to you and I, ladies and gentlemen, to impact our world, to enhance and advance the ministry, the gospel, the word of God, and God's business on earth, which is touching souls, saving lives, bringing redemption and salvation to humanity. That is so very important to God. And so, this mentality and attitude you and I have that after giving our tithes and our offerings, we are done. I've done what is required of me. You are joking. It is more than tithes and offering. Tithes and offering don't give you and I eternal mileage. Tithes and offering has to do with what is required of us wise we were here. Number one, it is your seed, which is your offering, that determines your financial status and harvest in life. That is number one. Number two, your tithe, which is the 10%, secures your seed and rebukes the devourer, so that when you sow, your seed will yield fruit, so the devourer don't destroy. Because if you sow, that is given, and you don't tithe, the devourer has the legal rights and argument to attack and destroy the seed, so you are given, but you don't have a harvest. And if you tithe and you don't sow or give, you don't have a seed in the ground for your tithe to protect the seed. So you also don't have a harvest. So the two goes together. But after tithing and giving an offering, that is not the end of the matter. It is what you do, for instance, if you have $1,000 and you're tithe, $100, 10%. And then you give an offering of another 100 Then you are left with 80 it's what you do with that 80 for the ministry, for the work of God, that determines your eternal mileage, not your tithes and offerings. Got to get this thing straight. Because it looks like a lot of believers don't get it. And they think that, you know what, I don't have time for God. I don't have time for ministry. Me, I go to church on Sunday morning, and all I have to do is just give my tithe. I've given my offering, and that is it. No, 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 no. no. He requires more than that. Because your very existence, realize that, ladies and gentlemen, that the Bible says that, that a man's or a woman's life does not consist by the abundance of things that he possesses. I've seen people doing this pandemic dying, crying, and fighting for oxygen, for breath, and have deep pockets and money and properties all across the nations, and none of those things could give them oxygen and life but God's intervention. There come a time when all those things means nothing but it's your relationship with God that means everything. I want you to know that you are not here by chance. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. Even being in this church and even hearing the sound of my voice this Sunday morning, wherever you are, across the nations of the world, there is a reason. There is a purpose. And there'll come a day when you and I will stand before the master. And we have to give an account. And one of the things. That will count than anything else. Is how fruitful we were. And the things we did. Wise on earth. Wise alive. The things we do did, did. To expand. And to advance the ministry. Is what will count the most. Nothing we did. Outside of that counts in iniquity, counts in eternity, but what we did for God and his business. The lack of understanding of this will cost so many people on the day that we stand before the master. And I don't want you to be ashamed on that day. I don't want to be ashamed on that day. I want to be very confident on that day. And one of the things I realized that if you really want to know what your spiritual profile is like, look at your will if you've done a will. Because you see your will reveals what you live for and what you cared for the most whilst you were alive. When Jesus hung on the tree on the cross and his mother came, and then the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, came. Before Jesus gave up the ghost, he said, Mother, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. It was after that he gave up the ghost. He had taken care of what he cares for the most. But before then too, he had said, As my father hath sent me, so send I you. Then the great commission, he said, I send you to go to all the nations and preach the gospel. And whosoever believes in is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be condemned. He took care of business before he left this earth. And his last words revealed what he cared about the most. And your will and my will reveals everything we cared about and we live for. And if you look at your will critically, you can tell whether you love God and you care about God and his business and salvation and the souls of people or you use God greedy. Self-centered, selfish, and it was just about you, your immediate family. Your will reveals it. And I pray, I pray, I prayed it in the first service. And I prayed and I said, God, help me not to love my children more than you and more than your work. Help me not to be like Eli, who preferred his children than God's house. And God was provoked and therefore killed him and wiped out his entire children and gen- because he preferred his children more than the work of God and more than God's house and business. And I say, Lord, help me. I pray that I will not prefer my children more than your work, more than your people, more than the salvation of souls, but I'll prefer your work and your business and your children and your people more than my own. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, God he didn't deliver you, or me, or bless you and I, for just our immediate family, or children. He delivered us, blessed us, for the ministry, for his glory, for a greater good, for a greater good. He delivered and blessed us for the deliverance of a whole generation, and even generations yet unborn. Somebody said to me the other day, he said, ah, bishop. Why is it that there is so much corruption in Africa? And he said, is it because of poverty? And I said, no, it's not poverty. It's a lack of love for country. It's a lack of love for country. And he said, but it's poverty, you know. And I said, it's not. Because I've seen poor people who don't have much, but they protect what they care about. They defend what they care about. They don't exploit what they care about. They don't take advantage of what they care about. They don't divert help and resources from what they love and they care about. If you love country, you will not exploit country. If you love country and people, you will not take what is for the good of others and the masses for your own personal gain or profit or benefit. You will not make it at the expense of the suffering of the masses. If you care for country, and you love country, it will not be about you, your political party, or your religion, or your immediate family. It will be about country first. It will be about the good of others. And that is what corruption is. It's simple as that. And it's it's in the church, it's everywhere. It's not just a political issue, it is everywhere. It's everywhere, it's simply Diverting specific resources or time or energy Giving or skill Giving for a particular purpose Diverting it for a purpose for which it wasn't given to Simple as that That's what corruption is And if you love God and his house If you love God and his house You won't use him for your personal benefit If you love your country You won't use your country You won't do it if you love your nation, you will care. You pray for what you care for, what you love for. You protect what you love. Oh, I pray that God will give us leaders. I pray that God will raise men and women in this country and across this continent who care and love country, and care and love nation and people. That will seek the good of people, the good of others before themselves. All oh, that we will live to see that day come to pass in the history of the continent of Africa. Put your hands. Up. Come with me to Genesis 128. Genesis 128. Amplify verse.
2: And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful.
1: That's the first thing here. God bless what is a blessing? Empowered to be fruitful, empowered to function, empowered to deliver. God said, I'm blessing you for a reason. So please hear me. Blessing is not for you and I personally. Neither is it for you and your immediate family. It goes beyond you and your immediate family. You are blessed to touch others. Blessed to be a blessing. It's not about you and your immediate family. Or me and my immediate family. And God blessed them. And said, this is the reason for the blessing. I need and want you through the blessing to be what? Fruitful means what? Useful. Number two,
2: multiply.
1: I need you to be fruitful that you may multiply. I need you to be fruitful that you may multiply. So many people live and die and people don't know that they ever lived or existed because it was all about them. And the immediate family they don't touch anybody they don't impact anybody they don't do anything for the good of country or community or city it's all about them how i pray for you hearing the sound of my voice that you will not live for just yourself that you will not live for you and your immediate family but you will live for god for god's business agenda for country for your generation and for generations here to come that when you are gone after your mission is over Those who come here after will know that once upon a time, a woman and a man like your kind and time did live, made a difference, and made a contribution for the benefit of humanity and God's business. Put your hands together. Yeah. Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And subdue it. Just stop there. We we love the subdue, and we love having dominion and all that. The most important thing here, everyone must understand is that I am blessed to be a blessing. When I hear people, i have giving my tithe, I'll give my offering, bless me, bless me, bless me, hear me. We are blessed in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. You are now already blessed, we're already blessed. I ask God to increase his blessing on me for the benefit of his work and the good of others. We have to rethink, we have to stop being selfish. We have to stop thinking about you and I, and it's time to think about eternity, that when you stand before the master, the other day when King Hezekiah was told by the prophet to set his house in order, and that he was going to die, he turned to the Lord and said, Lord, check my spiritual profile. Check my investment into your house and your business and your kingdom. And God said, he has a lot of mileage before me. He said, give him extra time. Some of you are living on extra time. Because you are not ready to meet the master. And please use it wisely. Use it wisely. Because even if we live a hundred years or 120 years, we will stand before God one of these days. When the dust settles, when water finds its level, and when the curtains are brought down, we'll stand before God. And hear me, the houses we build. The bank accounts. And the things we did for our wives and our children and our husband will not count in eternity. The only thing that will count is what we did for the church, the ministry, for the saving of souls, for the salvation. I'm not talking about your tithes and offerings. Those are kids' business. We're talking about doing things, laboring in the ministry, having memorial, working for God in the house of God. And wherever you are, using your energy, your time, your skill hear me? Time is connected to life. Time is connected to life. I was talking to somebody who had an experience and one of the things that he concluded with was that his life has everything to him, understanding the use of time. Time is connected. You know the psalmist said the other day, teach us to number our time, our days. That we may apply our heart to wisdom. What does it mean? It means that your longevity, how long you live, has everything to do with understanding your time, why you are here on earth, and how you use it, and what you do with it. During the lockdown, I spoke to so many businessmen and women across the world, and they have to lay up some of their staff and workers, And some of them said to me, but the certain particular ones, they can't let them go. They have to even divide their own salaries to keep them because of their service and usefulness to the company. It's the same thing with God because God is a wise God. And hear me, a day comes when, like in Ezekiah, God will look at your service to his work. To the ministry. To his house. To determine the extent to which he goes for you and I. It's a very serious statement. And that's what the Bible says, woe to them that sit at ease in Zion. You just can't be coming to church and thinking that you can just give God some offering and some tithe here. And then your spiritual duty and responsibility is done. No, it's more than that. He needs you as a person. Your skill. Your energy. Your time. How many hours... In a day, do you make available for the house and the service? And for the ministry at your workplace? For some, it's only Sunday morning. That's it. After Sunday morning, all the rest of the time, we use it for ourselves. Improving on ourselves, doing business, being successful. All that is good. But the purpose for that and the motive behind all that must be about expanding God's business and the ministry.
2: Please come with me. To Genesis 9 and 1. And God blessed Noah and his sons. And said unto them. Be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth. Again same principle. There came a new generation.
1: After wiping out the entire earth. He started with the new generation. And said I give you the same orders and instructions. I bless for a purpose. And Noah I'm blessing you and your sons. For one purpose. I need it to be fruitful. I need it to be about my business, and I need you to multiply. Come with me to
2: Genesis, chapter 12 and verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing.
1: You see, he said, I'll make your name great. I will bless you so you can be a blessing. I'm not blessing you for your immediate family. This is bigger than your wife and your children and your husband. Is bigger than immediate family. He said, I'm blessing you. I'll make your name great. And I'll bless you so you become a blessing to nations. I'll bless you so that you will bless nations. Blessed to be a blessing. That is the essence of living. And that is why we are favored. When the brothers of Joseph went to Egypt after selling him into slavery and saw him and they were so Guilty feeling bad for what they did to their brother. He said, don't even worry about what you did. You meant it for evil, but God turned it for good. And then he said, God sent me ahead of you to preserve posterity. So even the sufferings and everything I've been through is for the good and benefit of others. Until we start thinking that way, that this thing is bigger than you and I, that favor is not for us blessing is not just for our personal gain that is for the good of God's business the good of others and until we begin to think that way we will always look inwardly and it will always be about me, my political party my religion, my immediate family and when you think that way you never have a place in history you never have a place in history never have a place Where where is Daniel? Where is Daniel? You never have a place in history. Find me Daniel, quickly. If you want to have a place in history and eternity, you have to be selfless. You have to go past yourself. You have to realize that life is bigger than your immediate circumstances and your loved ones and what you need. Come with me to Deuteronomy 818. Deuteronomy 818. Deuteronomy 818. But thou shalt
2: remember the Lord thy God.
1: He said, remember. Why God is blessing us Remember why he gives us the power To get wealth That is never about It's not about you being lucky I hear people say well I was very lucky You were very what lucky Please give me a break It's not about luck It's about divine purpose It's about the judicial determinations of eternity It's about the decrees And the executive decisions of heaven That God has chosen to favour you and I to bless us, not for us and our immediate family, but for the good of His work and His house and the ministry, and for the good of humanity. Look at Genesis 1:28 amplified version. Look at amplified version.
2: And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. Uh And subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God. Using
1: all its vast resources. For what?
2: The service of God and man.
1: Not for personal gain of family, wife, husband, or children. But the service of God first. And then, humanity. The service of God first. That comes first. And after the service of God... You can touch people. People have turned it around, the service of man, so they have accolades and recognition. Listen, the praises of men don't count before God. For man's definition of success, ladies and gentlemen, is better and different from God's definition of success. If if everybody calls you successful, successful, and great, and wonderful, and God despises that, you're done. I'd rather be praised of God than to have the acceptance of men. I'd rather be rejected of men and have the acceptance of God. I'm just telling you. Because I've seen people have the praises of men. And i tell you, sometimes when we come to funeral, everybody, every time we come to funeral, everything we hear about people is good, good, it's good, it's good. Because in this society and in the world, it's not good to insult the dead. So it's great. Let's say all the good cool things about them. But ladies and gentlemen, those good things we say about them doesn't really count to all. What counts is what God has to say about them. Yeah. What counts is, is God's testimony of them and their spiritual profile before God. So you can say all those things. But what counts is how heaven defines and sees the person, what they did for God. And the ministry wise the one. And don't forget what I've told you. If you've done your will, go back and visit your will. You will see that you, you've been fooling God. You will see that your will, you did make any provision for the continuity of the church, the ministry and the work of God. It was all about your children and your grandchildren. And some of you, your children are even, some of you, your children are to do with God and church. And meanwhile, you it's God that showed you mercy and favored you and delivered you and blessed you. For his work, for the ministry. And all you did was to use the blessing of God and acquire wealth. And you don't make any provision for the house of God. That's why the church in Europe is dead. Because people were caring just for themselves and the immediate family. They didn't do anything for the continuity of the work. The seven churches in the book of Revelation were in Turkey. Modern day Turkey. The seven churches in the book of Revelation was in Turkey. Where are they? Because people were selfish, self-centered, and greedy. They didn't have understanding that my reason for being is not just about me and my immediate family. It's bigger than that. It's about the work of the ministry. Jesus, at the age of 12 years, they couldn't find him. They found him in the temple, and they said, we've been worried about you. Where have you been? And Jesus, at the age of 12, said, I must be about my father's business God has a business. The business of the ministry. Let's move on quickly. Come with me. The business of the ministry.
2: Zechariah 1.17 Cry yet saying, thus saith the Lord of hosts. My cities through prosperity shall, be, shall yet be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion and shall yet choose Jerusalem.
1: He said that my cities, my business, my agenda shall yet be spread abroad. I will advance the ministry to prosperity. So God said prosperity, the silver and the gold, they are vehicles and tools and instruments that I give to my children to advance the ministry, not for their personal needs and and, and goods and well-being, but it's
2: more than that, the ministry. Come with me to John 15 and 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. That you should go and bring forth fruit. Again, fruit, fruit. God needs you and I to be fruit ahead. And that your fruit should remain. Mm-hmm. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This
1: is a serious one. He said, I have a blank check. He said, I give a blank check to those who bear fruit. And not just bearing fruit, but making sure that their fruits remain. To the end, I will give them a blank check. And whatsoever you desire of the Father in my name, you can sign it and it is done. And that is only given to those who bear fruit and not just bearing fruit, but care about the children and the babies they bring to Christ and maintain them to the end. I will give you a blank check. It's not for everybody. I was telling about the first service that there are things I don't pray about anymore. There are things I don't even desire. My priority has changed. When I'm blessed and money comes into my hands, I think differently. Very soon you'll see some things I'm doing for your benefit. Yeah. You'll be surprised. You say, hey, Papa, Papa, I'm always thinking about the good of the people. Thinking about the good of people, country. It's it's, it's bigger than that, church. Church, we have to stop being selfish. We have to stop living for ourselves. Listen, it is small thinkers, small minded people who are always thinking about themselves and the immediate family. Great minds, I call them generational thinkers. Yeah, like the Kwame Krumah's who gained independence, fought for independence with others, and said that Ghana, your motherland, is free, free forever. But the independence of Ghana is meaningless until it is committed and connected to the total freedom and liberation of the continent of Africa. I'm talking about generational thinkers, like the Mandela's, the Mandela's of South Africa. We need, we need generational thinkers. We need leaders of country and churches and communities who think beyond themselves and beyond the immediate circumstances. And the immediate family, and do things, especially in the kingdom, for the benefit of the church, to advance the ministry, saving souls, salvations of people, building churches, acquiring lands. We are building churches all over the place, expanding the ministry for souls of men and women, doing everything. We are reopening the children's Sunday school, and we have to make so many changes and everything to make them comfortable and safe when they come back. We we are thinking about the good. the church and the body of Christ. I don't know what you're thinking about, but God said, if you are fruitful, if you bear fruit and your fruit remains, I will give you a blank check. But that blank check is not for everybody. And it's not for people who just say, I love the Lord, I love the Lord, I've been in the church. So what? God said you can be in the church for a thousand years if you are talent one Christian and you don't bear fruit You don't have access to a blank check. This one is only for those who bear fruit and whose fruits remain. Look at John the 15th chapter, again, John the 15th chapter, and the second verse, John 15,
2: verse two. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away.
1: That is premature death. Premature death. Premature death. Because God said, I can't guarantee your existence. I can't guarantee your existence. You have no use to me. You have no benefit to my agenda, to the ministry. Why should I fight and keep you alive? Why? Because you are selfish. One time Jesus was hungry, and he saw a fig tree, and he went up there, thinking there was a fruit on it, and it was barren. and Jesus cursed the fig tree, and said, Wither. Get out of the way, you unprofitable thing. You have no use. You are bearing and just occupying space. Get out.
2: Go ahead. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. He said, I am committed to the branches and the people
1: and the individual who bear fruit. I protect, I nourish, I take care of them to bear more fruits. Where are your fruits? Are you fruitful or barren? Are you a talent two Christian or a talent five Christian or a talent one Christian? Sitting in the church, receiving the word, being blessed, but not fruitful, not profitable, not useful to the mass.
2: John chapter 15 and verse 8. Hearing is my Father glorified, Uh that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Not just bearing fruit, but much fruit. Yeah,
1: that is what defines who you are and who I am before the Lord. Bearing much fruit. Matthew 3
2: and 10. Matthew three and 10.: And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Uh-huh. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down uh-huh. and cast into the fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Every tree, you see, God is still on the business of profitable ministries and churches and unprofitable ministries and churches. Now the axe is laid to the root. Luke chapter thirteen verse six to nine, six
2: to nine. He also spoke this parable: A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, mm-hmm. and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Mm-hmm. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, "Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does he use up the ground?" But he answered and said to him, "Say." let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it and if it bear fruit well but if not after that you can cut it down
1: that is what we call extra time and there are so many so many that God has given us extra time extra time to do something with time with your energy with your skill, with your influence and the favor God is giving to you and resources to use it to advance the ministry to use it for good, the good and the service of God and humanity are you going to do something with the time you have? you see the deception the enemy has sold to us all to buy is that you have time, you have time, you have time Don't mind that guy. You have time. Who told you you have time? It is your usefulness to God's service on earth that determines the amount of time that is given unto you. Extra time to keep playing. Laboring in the house of God. Advancing the service of God is what determines our longevity. Please get it. Stop being fool and let no man or woman fool you or play with your intelligence. How useful are you? It's time to think, time to think. Matthew
2: 25 and 26. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. 25 and 30. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You see, unprofitable servant. God sees
1: us as unprofitable when we don't bear fruit. We don't advance the ministry. And it's all about us. I was saying in the first service that we can't even glorify God. I've seen people heal, be made whole from the bed of affliction and death. Come back to life. And I find people when they are sick, or they are in trouble, they have needs, they call the church and leadership, pray for me, intercede, Papa, we need help, we need prayer, and we'll go to every extent to pray for them, and as soon as they get well. They don't want anybody to know, they don't want to testify, they want to keep it under, they want to hide it, it's like they are embarrassed and ashamed of what God has done. You can't glorify him? That was what happened to the nine lepers, and only one came out and said, I am not ashamed, of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe. I'm not ashamed to let people know that I'm a product of grace and of mercy. I am not ashamed to tell my story of what God has done. This is my story and this is my song. Why are you embarrassed? Why are you afraid and ashamed to testify of his goodness? When you needed God, you were not ashamed to call for prayer. But now that he has done it, you're hiding it. You're keeping it under. What's wrong with you? It all shows where you are and who you are, that you, your, your whole thinking, your whole life, and you are wired in the wrong way. That you are not wired as one who lives to glorify God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, I stood at the feet of Gamaliel, a Hebrew of Hebrew from the tribe of Benjamin. Zealous for God. But he said, I labored abundantly than all that I came to meet. Yet not I, by the grace of God that is was with me. If you cannot give credit to God's grace for how far he's brought you and for what is done in your life, something is wrong with you. You are into self. You are egoistic. And, and I need to tell you as it is, so that my hands is free of every man's blood. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to just say it as it is. Amen. For open rebuke is better than secret love. So let me help you by telling you the truth.
2: Matthew 25, 21. Quickly. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord.
1: That is the word every believer must hear. Hear me? If you don't hear that word on that day, you are unprofitable and you missed it. That which every believer must look forward to is this word. And to be able to hear this word, you have to labor and work for the Lord. Work for the Lord. Work for the ministry. Labor for the ministry. Wherever you are, whatever you do, it's about doing it for his kingdom, his glory. Hear me. Your, listen, God is able to deliver. 2 Timothy, uh, Timothy 4.18. 2 Timothy 4.18. God He's able to deliver you and I from every evil work and to preserve us unto his heavenly kingdom. He's able. But hear me. He does it for a reason. Your deliverance and my deliverance. Is connected to our willingness to serve him. Irrespective of who we are in life and what we do in life, God expects you and I to serve him. And if we are willing to serve him, he will go to any extent. He will kill the pharaohs of Egypt. He will smite the firstborns of Egypt to preserve us so we can serve him. It's a good place to put you. Come with me. Exodus. Exodus chapter 5 verse 1. Exodus chapter 5 verse 1. Exodus chapter 5 verse 1. And
2: afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness.
1: Let them go because I have a service. I have a plan for them. Let them go to serve my purpose. Exodus
2: chapter 7 and verse 16. And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, let my people go that they may save me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wast not here. Again he said, I demand the unconditional discharge and release of my
1: people that they might save me. Hear me. God is a wise man. He's a wise God. And he said, I need you Pharaoh. Discharge my people. Let them go. For I have a plan for them to serve me. That is the condition, is the number one reason for deliverance, that we are saved and delivered to serve the purposes of God.
2: Exodus 8 and 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Again, this is the fourth time
1: God said, go tell Pharaoh. I am. I am. I'm the source of all power and authority. I am the beginning and the end. I hold all things by the power of my hand. All things consist by my word. I have preeminence over all things. Tell Pharaoh, if he thinks he has armies and power, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. I rule and sit at the circles of the earth. as I please I command and they come to pass. Where was he when I said let there be light and there was light? Where was he when I commanded the waters to gather themselves and I placed a perpetual command and decree on the waters not to come to the earth and does not move any further and it was so. Where was Pharaoh? When I breathed into the nostrils of man and he became a living soul. Tell Pharaoh, I have a reason To demand the freedom and deliverance of my people that they might serve me. God didn't serve you and I free to serve ourselves. We weren't self-free for immediate family. In the olden days when slaves are sold at the marketplace, as soon as the master pays for the slaves and they're handed over to the master, the name of whoever bought you is placed upon you and you become the property The bona fide property of the one that paid for your release or bought you. We are bought with a price. We are redeemed with a price. Not by an incorruptible seed. But by the precious blood of Jesus. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood. Bought by the blood of Jesus. We don't belong to ourselves. We were bought by the blood to serve him. Redeemed by the blood to serve him. Hey, for those of you who think it's my life, I can do what I please and what I want to do, I'm offended I won't go to church, I won't serve God, I won't give, I won't do that. You are joking. You don't belong to yourself. You are a slave, but you are a free slave. You are a slave giving the freedom to choose to serve him That has purchased you with his blood or not, but a day shall come when all of us will give an account for what we did with the freedom given us. This master is not going to chase you if you choose not to serve him after he has freed you from the enemy and from sin. He gives you freedom to serve him by your will or not. Four times tell Pharaoh, I am sent you. Let my people go, that they might serve me. Have we done Exodus 8:20? No. Exodus 8:20.
2: And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Let them go that they may serve me. Set them free that. They may serve
1: me. Let them be delivered that. They may serve me. I want them free that they might. Serve Talk me. Talk to me, somebody. That they might. Come on, I can't hear you. That they might. Hear me. It's all about the service of the Lord. And that is what Genesis 1, 8, 28 says. The service of God and man. If you are willing to serve him, he will go to any extent for you and I. He said to Pharaoh, he said, Moses, tell Pharaoh that Israel is my son. And that Israel is my firstborn. Tell Pharaoh, if you will not let my son go, I will kill your firstborn. You either that you free my children, you free my son, or I kill yours. Kotalukas. kan house, Lift up your hands, see the crews. Talk to the father. In other language, house." Alabakunda lakini si want dey to kadivazus e kai do kasan dalakatundu lakatundu layatice avalakudandili amandu wahasa ey kibolun ki an si an do vaki disandos look at me it's about the service of god and man if you want to have a place In eternity and in history. Is Daniel here? If you want to have a place in eternity and history, ladies and gentlemen, you must realize that it's about his service. And I'm not talking about full-time pastors. I'm not talking about becoming an archbishop or a bishop or a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, evangelist. No, whoever you are, whatever you do in life, you are his ambassador there. You represent him at the hospital, at the courts, Everywhere at the marketplace, you are there for the service of the master. Every one of us. For the service of the master. Exodus chapter 9 verse 1.
2: Then the Lord said unto Moses, go in unto Pharaoh and tell him. Again. Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews.
1: This is the fifth time.
2: Let my people go that they may serve me. Again,
1: the fifth time. God is very particular. He's very determined when it comes to freeing his people. He said, I will untie you. I will break you out. Today, let anyone here willing to serve the Lord. Whatever is holding you, I command you to break out. I command your unconditional release. I break you out and break you free. Let our sons break out. Let our daughters break free. Let our wives break out and break free. Let our husbands break out and break free. I command you break out, break free. Put your hands together, break out, break free. Break out, break free. Open your mouth and say, I break out, I break free from every entanglement, from sore ties, from bad habits, from yokes, from every bondage, from the shackles of sin and of the enemy. I break out, I break free, I break out of every pit, every hole, I break out and break free from the mary clay. Amen. Amen. This is... five times God said go tell Pharaoh let's look at another scripture Exodus
2: chapter 9 and the 13 verse and the Lord said unto Moses rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews let my people go that they may serve me you see six times and more he kept on making a
1: demand issuing a command by executive order and I issue a command in the name of the Lord on the account of the superior blood of the lamb let my people go that they might serve me let this house go let our sons go let our daughters go let our wives go let our husbands and our fathers and mothers go let our children let this house go let this nation go that we may serve the Lord that we may serve his purposes. And if you will not let us go and keep holding on to us, let the hand of the Lord strike you. Let the hand of the Lord strike the enemy. Let Pharaoh be grounded. Your willingness to serve God determines your deliverance and freedom from bondage. Please stand on your feet. This morning, I want to pray for as many who say, Papa, I want to serve the Lord. I want to do something for the Lord. I love the Lord. I'm in the ministry. But I don't do anything in the church. I don't know what to do. It's not your fault. You haven't had the opportunity. I want an opportunity to do something to serve the Lord. If you are that individual, come forward. Let me pray for you. I want to do something. I want to serve the Lord. Please come. Please come. I don't want to be one talent Christian. I don't want to be one who is not bearing fruit. Just warming the chairs, the pews, just sitting down in the church, just loving God is not enough. Giving tithes and offering is not enough. It's more than that. God said, I want you. I'm not just interested in your money. I'm interested in your life, in your time, in your skills, in your gifting. I gave them to you. I have favored you. I have blessed you for a reason. It's for my service, not for the service of any man. When political parties are in opposition or when they go for election, you realize that after the election, certain specific position is given to individuals. You know why? It's not done because of their capacity. It's given to them because of the service they rendered to their party when they were in opposition and when they were fighting for the election. That is the reward given to them. It's the same thing in the kingdom. Your service to God will determine your placeness in history and your placement in eternity. It's not just being born again. Don't be fooled. It's not just about being born again. And Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, is more than that. It's about service of God and humanity. And you all must find your place and perform it. Because on that day, if you live a thousand years to come, when you stand before him, you either be confident that you served him or ashamed that you missed him. And I pray that none of you will miss it. But on that day, you will have a reason to smile and to be confident. To say, Master, Master, I did my portion. I fulfilled the ministry. I served God and did what was required of me. You don't have to be a bishop or a pastor, a prophet, an archbishop or a teacher. to. No, 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 no. Whoever you are, whatever profession you have in life, you can serve God there. Lift up your hands. Father, these are your children. I commend them to you. And I pray that not one among them, including myself, will miss it on that day. But every one of us will find purpose. We'll find our reason for being and that we will fulfill it by the grace given unto us. I pray for extra time for anyone that has missed it. That none will die or be taken away prematurely because we are not bearing fruit. Give us extra time. Give us some more time and years to fulfill your mandate and purpose. I pray that from today, whoever we are, whatever we do in life, we will use it. Our time, our strength, our talents gifting skills, IQ, knowledge, energy, resources that everything will be used energies, resources that we will use it for the service of God and humanity and country. Thank you Father. In Jesus name, look at me. Tomorrow at 4 p.m. I'm meeting I want to meet you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Tomorrow is a holiday. So rest, have lunch, relax. Meet me at 4 p.m. I want to talk to you. I don't want to just leave you this way. I want to talk to you and be very deliberate about this commitment you've made today. Because on that day, when we stand before the master, church, it's not going to be like what you think, home. Oh. There will be crowns. There will be rewards. When Jesus said, it is finished. When he said it is finished, he means business is done. fulfilled, duty, perform, delivered, accomplish. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. Now, a crown, a crown of glory, a crown awaits me. There are crowns. There are cities we will rule over. Don't be fooled, I've taught you. There are cities we will govern cities. We will govern nations. We will live and come back and rule this world in different positions with resurrection bodies. And there are some who will be there but will not have a portion to play a role in anything because when they were here, they didn't do anything for the Lord but themselves. And the Bible says in, look, at, I think it's 1 Corinthians 3. about, about our works? Says, uh, three, eh? 1 Corinthians 3.13. Look at 3.13. He said, everyone's works will be tested by fire. Uh-huh. Everybody's, Charlie, this thing is here also. Everyone, me, my works, and do you know why to be tested by fire? God wants to see the motive behind what we did for Him. He will check. God checks the motive. If the motive was to prove a point, if the motive was to compete with somebody else, if the motive was to undermine somebody, betray somebody, if the motive was that we were contesting, God will check the motives. And He said, Every man's works shall go through fire, and so many will lose their works, will have no reward. And he said, we shall be saved, but even so by fire. These things, they are serious stuff. So don't just be living as a Christian anyway, anyhow, and enjoy, oh, it's grace, 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 grace. Don't be fooled. Balance the word. See you tomorrow at 4 p.m. I look forward to seeing you. God bless you.
2: hands together and let's thank God for the life of Papa let's remain standing for a minute just remain standing for you sat down so early, you want to pray, respond to the word you've heard, just pray talk to God briefly
0: we know that you were blessed by that message and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop, located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.